Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. Today I'm joined by uh, Paul Doolan. Hello. Dave Watson. Hello. And little tiny Ross Smith. <laughs> Hello. Um, hi, how are you doing, men? Not too bad. How are the States? Oh, yeah, I went to the States. That's why I wasn't here last week. And are they still united? <laughs> they're still united. Um, if... If not metaphorically, then in actuality, yes, they are. <laughs> um, yeah, and you did it without me last week, and it was a success, as I understand it. Well done. Yeah. Well done, Dave. Thanks. Um, <laughs> good to know that if I die, the pod is in good hands. <laughs> yeah, Luke Benson's. Yeah. yeah, but you and Luke can never travel on planes together now. It's like yeah. the guys who invented no. Coke. And that is because uh, Luke can't afford it. Um, so uh, yes so I was away Um, there's quite a lot of premiership football on American TV like easy to get channels are there many Newcastle fans um, well not if there are they're not like wearing the kit walking down the street (laughs) Um, but I watched I I know you covered the Everton game but I watched that uh, in a bar by a lake and it was really nice and I was watching it for about half an hour, and I thought, life's too short to be this depressed. <laughs> it's 80 degrees. There's a really nice lake there. I'm going for a walk. Um, so, yeah, luckily I avoided the Everton game. I did see uh, most of the Arsenal game, though, whilst packing my room. Paul, you watched it without packing your room, I assume. <laughs> I did, yes. Uh, what did you think? Well, it's a cliche, but it was a game of four quarters. Or to, broken into two halves. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, the first half was as bad as I expected us to be. I think we owe Danny Welbeck a lot of thanks for keeping us in it. <laughs> By missing chances. Yeah. I think if they'd been a bit more clinical, it could have been four or five at half-time. But the second half was as good as we've been all season. I couldn't, didn't expect that performance coming out of us and couldn't believe how good we were. Do you think that was down to a... A, a brilliant John Carver team talk. <laughs> it's well, possible. It is possible. It is possible, right? I'm going to say, well, I think you have to give him a bit of credit for such a turnaround at half-time. Uh, John Carver, or the players themselves, do you think maybe they all just, just... Well, there was talk of Jonas being quite vocal in the dressing room at half-time. I think that makes more sense than John, right. than okay. John Carver suddenly becoming a great yeah. motivator. He's like, I didn't get one bollock cut off for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you can imagine John Carver just 
saying all the cliches that you get on Football Manager, like yeah. do it for the fans, pointing at a badge, yeah. talking about the shirt. I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary, I can't remember what yeah, it's called, but I it is on YouTube mean. about Peter Reid when he was managing yeah. Sunderland. Yeah. Oh, was it Premier Passions? Premier Passions. Yeah. It's really worth a rewatch. It is on YouTube. Are you saying the team talk would have been expletive What I'm imagining, ridden? if it, for a John Carver team talk is along the lines of a Peter Reid um, yeah. team talk. So it's reported yeah. that his half-time, what he says on the BBC side is, um, I told the players at half-time, be proud of what you do and wearing the shirt, give the fans something to shout about, and we did that. As soon as we got on, front, on the front foot, the game and the stadium came alive. That's, that's what he's claiming Yeah. Are. I imagine there were a few fucks in his punctuation. Yeah. I reckon it's more about Gutierrez, I think. Yeah. He, he, was, he was really good. He, I mean, he, he made Chambers, who's a, you know, a promising young English defender. He, he, he turned him inside out a couple of times mm. when he came on. Um, thought Sissoko had his best game since the window shot, um, mainly because I think Sissoko wants to move to Arsenal. Do you think it's anything to do with him being captain? Or nah. is it just nah. a move? I think I think it's Arsenal because he'll probably be captain again. Well, will he be captain against Sunderland? I, th- I can't see who else would be. Yeah. So if he's if he's captain against Sunderland, I can't see him putting in that kind of performance. And um, what? Um, what? Forgive me for not knowing, um, but I was enjoying my life. What? Po- <laughs> what position did Jonas play when he came on? Was he one of the central? Yeah, he 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 became the the holding midfield player because um, he came on for not was... Gufran or Anita, was it? No, no, he came on for. I'll just tell you. Uh, in it's a so hard to remember who plays oh, central honestly. midfield for us because they're usually wingers yeah. or strikers. Well, Gutierrez is sort of a bit all over the place, isn't he? With like yeah. how he plays. That's yeah, so it was Anita that he came on for. Oh, it was Anita. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I didn't understand is why we were playing somebody who has performed at fullback position for his country in Anita why we were playing Jack Colback at left back instead of Vernon Anita because he's played there before why not play yeah. there again and what Colback in all... central defence in central midfield and who would be our central defenders uh, so it was Jan Mart and Co- uh, Williamson in the centre so it, w- it would go those two again I thought I thought Jan Mart was great yeah, yeah Jan Mart was just looked so calm and composed at the centre of the park it was I'd be tempted, to be honest, I'd be tempted that when, when Colaccini comes back, just play Ryan Taylor right back, Jan Martin in the middle alongside Colaccini. Yeah, because Williamson Ooh, was at sure fault for the second goal, I would say. His marking on Giroud was awful. Yeah. yeah. He was up against a player who should be at least one division above him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is true, but it, it was embarrassing watching him try and flail at the ball while yeah. Giroud just calmly nodded it in. It was just a bit like... But I, on, sorry, go on. Uh, just a little uh, sidetrack. I uh, was Googling today to try and work out who the last... With the international break coming up, to try and work out who the last Newcastle United player we've had play for England was. And uh, whilst doing that, I stumbled, stumbled a upon a column by Rob Lee in the Chronicle from last year about the lead-up to the 2014 World Cup and suggesting that Mike Williamson had had a great season if, and if any Newcastle player had any should be in that squad, it was Mike Williamson. So that was, that was <laughs> wow. an interesting That's moment. Mad. He didn't say that he... Sh- to be fair, he didn't say he should be in the squad, but he said that he was our, our 
That's that's <laughs> like when um, Pele said that the best England player at the World Cup was Nicky Butt. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's, yeah. Pele had a thing for Nick Barmby at one point as well, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> they dated. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I don't think that. I don't think there's any. I can't remember the last. Colback was this season, wasn't he? A Colback. That is true. He was called up the squad, but he didn't make any appearance, did he? Stephen Taylor, I think. Did he get on for? I don't think he's ever played. And you got Andy Carroll when he was with us. Did he get the last player to play for a World Cup for us was uh, Michael Owen? Wow. Um, Now, uh, sorry, let's get back to it. Ross, you watched the game. I I did whilst doing stats on another game. Yeah. What is the job that you do? Well, it's for. I don't want to advertise another... No, you can. Yeah, you can. Oh, right. The Sun goals up at ITN. I watch yeah. games and then I put through on the... They deserve an advert. I mean, we're definitely yeah. in direct competition with the Sun <laughs> goals up. <laughs> well, anyway, I, um, I watch games and then um, I report on, like, goals, red cards, like, main events, and then um, pass it over to an editor who sat there with a commentator and he does the clips for the Sun Goals app. So you put together stats. Do you do shots on goal, shots on target? No, not no? anything like that. I don't have just to watch like it that closely. Cards. Just yellow cards, red cards, major incidents. So I was watching... Sounds um, like a good it? job. How much do you get paid? <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, Is it more than we get paid for doing this? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I would have thought so. It is actual uh, money then. <laughs> yeah, it is actual money. Um, but I was watching uh, Stoke versus Crystal Palace. Right. Crystal so, Palace, of course, have gone shut up, ahead shut of us up, in the up, table. Yeah, yeah. Proving that Pardew is, in fact, a, prick. Uh, a great, great manager. Um, no, so, it doesn't. Uh, Dave, um, yes. anything in particular that you'd like to uh, point out about the game? Um, other than Gufran, again, did nothing. And I know I'm on a fucking crusade against him, and I don't mean to be, but... I, I don't see what he's adding to the, the squad. Um, I think there are players that are behind him in the pecking order that definitely shouldn't be. I thought, but instead of being negative, Cabela was good. Cabela was really good. Yeah. So Sogarad is, like I say, the best game. I thought that Taylor and Colback, like, Taylor's been out of football for ages and now to come back in and come up against Arsenal, who are really dangerous from the flanks, and have a decent game. That's it impressive. It's so to exciting to have a good dead ball specialist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, it yeah. makes such a difference. I think as well, Taylor, like, you forget how easy it should be to just do the basics. Mm. Like The number of players we've got that don't seem able to pass it six or seven yards, and Taylor, like, under pressure, will just play a simple pass and look for the ball. Yeah. And you see sort of Anita, and even Colback a lot of the time, just fucking up massively for no reason. Mm. It's quite reassuring to have someone in yeah. there who can just do very basic things. I'd, I'd love them to be about 20% better and about 10 years younger. Yeah. But I, I don't think he's good enough long term. No, not you, even. You're I don't directly think you can... quoting my wife about me then. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years younger, 20% better. <laughs> um, don't be so hard on yourself, Paul. You've got a strong minutes, marriage. So, you know. <laughs> what about um, Perez? It's pretty exciting to have. I think he's a great, like, such a good striker. Well, he's gone off. Uh, I think it'd be fair to say he's sort of gone off the boil a bit for a while. But but this seemed like a little bit of a resurgence. There was mm. that curling shot. Mm. It would he, he he deserves more goals than he's got this yeah. season, and he's he only Sorry, five. His hair always looks fantastic as well. <laughs> always. Well, well, it always looks 
gelled. Yeah. I don't know if it looks fantastic. It never moves. Watch it doesn't the... move. If that is the definition of fantastic hair, then it is. yes. Your hair, hair is all over the place. Okay. It so moves all the time. His hair never moves. It's like he's going to be easy to recreate for FIFA <laughs> and Pro Evo. Yeah. <laughs> Just a triangle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, I think what Perez deserves more than anything is to start alongside another proper striker. Because I think he, he does a lot, of, a lot of the thankless tasks... But he needs a, you know, he needs a, yeah. a proper striker alongside. Well, in him. theory, um, Perez, just for the types of players that they are, Perez and Riviere would be quite a good partnership. In theory, big man, yeah. small man thing. In th- yeah. But Riviere isn't, you know, is it? It's it's getting to the point where he he might be one of our worst strikers ever. Yeah. It's, it, and that's some tough competition. It's. <laughs> it's you know, f- first season is difficult, mm. and if there's some faith in him, who knows what could happen next season? But it's really not working. It out seems unlikely. Yeah, there's no. not been, there's not been anything promising. It's not like with some players where you just think, well, they're at least getting in the right position all the time. I mean, he does occasionally, but I think he Perez. Seems like a trier. This is one of the few games recently where at least Perez isn't completely isolated up front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, for the goal, we had midfielders running into the box, yeah. which I've not seen us have for ages. We just True. don't seem to get anyone forward. I mean, when Good the cross spot. came in, there were what, three of our lads in the box. Yeah, to, 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 yeah. and like you were saying, it's, it's, that's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Just to actually look up when the, when the cross comes in. I think that's partly why we, we notice how bad Amiobi, Obertan and um, like Gufran are at crossing. Is because when the cross does go in, they're only aiming at one person. Yeah. So maybe it's the you know having options in there as well makes it easier to you know notice when the, the cross is decent. I, I think well, as well was... without wanting to be negative, mm. Amiobi did stand out as not being up to the level needed. I thought. Right. Okay. Well, let's hope there's another Amiobi sibling coming up through the ranks <laughs> <laughs> who we can give a shot to Toby Toby Amiobi <laughs> they're like Russian dolls <laughs> they, they just are. keep coming yeah. except we stay the same size <laughs> yeah. that would be amazing if it turned out that the Amiobi brothers were Russian dolls <laughs> <laughs> they actually were inside of each other um, uh, Jan Mart uh, you could just to go back to him you could make an argument that he's Player of the season? I'd say so. Probably our most popular player at the moment. Oh, I love him. Yeah. And a, yeah. And a, a, a shout for a for captain, I would have thought. Yeah, I, th- I think as we touched on, um, like De Jong was bought with the idea that he would be captain, but Janmark has certainly shown that he's, he's committed and he's got the respect of the other uh, players and he certainly performs at a consistently high level. Mm. So, yeah, I've got... I'd, as we were saying about Sissoko, I don't think Sissoko's a good captain. I think give, give, the, uh, give the armband to Jan Mart against Sunderland. I'm, I'm fully behind that. Yeah. It's you don't a... want your captain always looking at the exit and other teams. No. The captain thing, from a fan's point of view, it's often very difficult to tell what makes a good captain, isn't it? Yeah. Is, wouldn't mm-hmm. that be fair? Because, you know, some people like players. As a f- fan, you'll sometimes think someone is a good captain just because they're shouting a lot. Yeah. Like, Stephen Taylor is... He loves a shout and a point. 
Mm. But I don't think he's a good captain at no. all. He's like a dog on bonfire night. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly screaming and running in different directions. When you take aside uh, the two key facts that he um, fucks other people's wives and is a twat... <laughs> um, John, we need a lawyer John, for this. Oh, John Terry. <laughs> right. The, oh, okay. um, I thought you were going to say Stephen Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I thought he was going to say yeah. Alan Pardew, to be honest. Yeah. I thought he was going to name and shame <laughs> one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Terry is sort of the template of a good captain, isn't he? He is on the he pitch. Just, he's an he just, excellent captain. He's an excellent. And he footballer. seems like sort of behind the scenes in terms of morale. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing with him is, like, even if he's not captain, he still behaves like it. The problem we have is there's, there's so few sort of leaders in there. That's yeah. why any other team, you kind of think, well, these are who your first three picks for captain would be. Speaking of which. Um, unless Ross you had anything to say uh, in particular on the game um, I thought it was very good the sort of comeback in the second half although that was um, exciting to see I think we can take a lot of heart from that into the next game which is against Sunderland who very True. Yeah, downtrodden we'll, we'll get on to that but um, speaking of uh, our lack of leaders uh, Teote um, made an appearance on a friend's Instagram uh, this week yeah Dave you've so, just shown me the, uh, the incriminating video, yeah. so it, evidence I'm not quite sure it's the same friend that took the photograph of um, Tioto when he was drinking pink champagne as he was driving his Land Rover oh dear <laughs> yeah we've all got um, that one friend yeah. it's so annoying um, uh, he basically the, the, the guy who's taking the video is looking into the camera and he's saying that, uh, that his team Arsenal have just beaten uh, Newcastle and he's going to ask his friend Cecchiotti what he thinks about it turns to Cecchiotti he walks towards the camera on his crutches and is mocked and said you know oh, we beat you what do you think about that and Cecchiotti says it sounds like he says uh, we're shit we're a shit team now I just heard the word shit but yeah it's end of the day he's not saying anything that we don't every all think every fan wouldn't be as well, yeah. well, everybody thinks we're, we're, mm. we're, we're playing shit and we're a shit team. And also, if your team's just been beaten by Arsenal and some smug Arsenal prick is going, oh, we just beat you, what do you think? You can't, you can't really come back at them with anything other than, well, we're shit, so yeah. what do you expect? Yeah. So there's, there'll, be, be, there'll be people tearing up their bedsheets and writing out notes and threatening to <laughs> boycott or something like that. But to be honest, just that's nothing. Just... He's, he's going soon anyway, so I don't care. I can guarantee, though, that John Carver will be fuming with that. <laughs> yeah. there, with, there is going to be an excellent fight. <laughs> I just really like the fact that Teote seems to live the life of Will Smith in The Fresh Prince with Jazzy Jeff as his best friend who gets him into scrapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's a yeah. sitcom in the two of them together. Definitely. Um, I would like to see that fight between John Carver and Chet Teote. Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Teote would absolutely murder John Carver. I think yeah. John Carver would be looking for an early smother. <laughs> <laughs> Get the grapple on as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it, it, it's a nothing... Like, it's, it's a thing that you think, well, is a bit of a prick and he shouldn't have said it and it's a bit embarrassing, but oh, I don't care. He should probably start talking about it, really, because it is nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But cool. he, he will probably be off this summer, we think. And as we so, were yeah. saying just before the podcast, probably should have cashed in on a, a, a year or two. 
Yeah. Go. Because mm. he, I would suggest, is one of the key reasons we are shit. Because he's a player who, at w- one time, provided us some- with something that he no longer does. Yeah. But if you look at the, the clubs and amounts he's getting linked with, like, as time goes on, the money goes down and yeah. the teams become further eastern. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it goes like Turkey, right. China. Right, yeah, yeah. Also, I've just had a... Well, he might... Can you go further? He could go all the way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, his, obviously, his best moment in a Newcastle shirt was when he equalised in the 4-4 draw with Arsenal, of all teams. Oh, yes. So yes. now him saying that is a bit... That's, it's just, it is a storm in a teacup, but yeah. it's a bit of a... No, it very thing. much plays into a narrative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's. I imagine he's on quite good money with us as well. He might not be able to get. Yeah, but as well. Paul says, he's the kind of player that will end up playing in in like the. Uh, I don't know, like for, for where did where did um, Anzi? Yeah, Maclachla yeah. or something like that for hundreds of thousands of pounds a week and fine. Yeah, so you're like, yeah. right. and we'll probably be on the end of some very racist chanting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I was about to make a joke that would be inappropriate, so I won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, can we check the, your Twitter feed for it later to find out what it was? It, it was, it was just a dog shit joke. Um, okay. So, um, it's the international uh, weekend. Well, f- Friday night, England Lithuania. I'm staying up late to watch that. I tell yeah. you. Friday, uh, Friday night, it's yeah. stupid. I, yeah, I find it hard to be up for international football at all. It's so boring. Unless it's a World Cup, then I, I mean, go too far the other way with hype. Can you imagine, you, you want to watch some football, so you go out on a Friday night in a pub with a bunch of England fans. I honestly can't think of a worse way to spend yeah. it on my Friday yeah. night. I, I I would, not I'm thinking wa- of doing that, though. Just I would not think. watch an England game where Mike Williamson is not the centre-back. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You may never see another <laughs> game, <laughs> I mean, watching it with your mates around the, around the house or something like that, that's fine, but on a, like the, the, a pub being full, filled with people, especially in London. England right. fans in well, London are just the worst. I think England okay. fans in any town centre. Yeah, I hate England fans. England fans fans always strike me, you know, when I've been to Wembley to watch England games, you just see a lot of people that are from like Peterborough. Yeah. Wherever, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like towns without real Cold teams. Chester. People yeah. who look like they eat a lot of Happy Meals. <laughs> <laughs> just like really pale. Really, yeah. Um you phone in five live and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, What's wrong with Peterborough? Yeah. So, yeah, so... Record podcasts, that kind of prick. <laughs> yeah, so not a, not a lot exciting in terms of Newcastle for a little while. But then our next game on the 5th of April is versus a little team I like to call Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> um, any thoughts on that, Paul? Uh, not really. <laughs> All I right. think Dave. <laughs> I think this is our kind of our best chance of winning. It's a shame Poyet's not still there because they had become one of the worst teams in recent memory under him. Yeah, and, and, and yet continued to beat us. Hmm. We have yeah. such a poor derby record against Alan Pardew. Never beat Sunderland. No, that would be his. Alan Pardew never beat Poyet either, mm. even when he was at Brighton. Alan Pardew never beat Sunderland. No. So now that he's gone. Would he? St- would Alan Pardew still be managing us if he had won every derby? No, no. 
You don't think? No. Let's not forget, he wasn't sacked as well. He was. He took the job offer. That is true. And that job offer is working out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, Dave. Much today. No, because, yeah. no, because Warnock <laughs> is a terrible manager. Carver is a terrible manager. The reason that Pardew's doing better than us is because those two things are true. So hang on. So you're saying he's a better manager than Carver and Warnock. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Right. Okay. I think everyone in this room is probably a better manager than Carver and Warnock. Okay. Agree. Cool. So, um, so the Sunderland game, anyone want to make a prediction? Ross? Um, I think it's time to kick them while they're down. They'll still be getting, their, getting um, back on side with the fans. Like when the fans were walking out at the uh, 4-0 at Aston Villa, I think they're probably still in that mindset. They haven't got the, you know, the new hope of a new manager. So I am going to go for a 3-1 win to Newcastle. Well, that would be fantastic. I would love to share Ross's optimism, but we're, we're missing too many players. And Dick Advocar, he's a decent coach. I, I, I think they've done well to get him. And I think he'll make them difficult to beat at, at, at least. So I reckon we'll draw. But it'll be a score draw. And um, then uh, I hate them. Yeah. Did you see the um, photo of Dick Advocar? Uh, pointing at an imaginary watch on his <laughs> yeah, left yeah. wrist. Did you see that? On one wrist, he, he was pointing at an imaginary watch on one wrist uh, whilst having a watch on the other <laughs> wrist. <laughs> <laughs> they never point at an imaginary pocket watch, do they? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that. No, bring, that, bring back the imaginary pocket watch. As has um, been said, Sunderland are terrible. They're a terrible football side. They've got awful players. They've got um, old pros who are just... The, their time has come and gone. But we are threadbare and... We have a lot of players pencilled in for being back yeah. for then, who I don't think will be there. Aaron's and Hadara are supposedly possibly back by then, and Mehdi Abid. I'd love to I'd see I'd be surprised Abid. if any of them start. Yeah. Med- it'd be nice to have Mehdi back. I'd love to see Aaron's making an impact. Certainly, be nice to have great. him come back from maybe Aaron's from the mm. bench. But you have to yeah, think I'd as love, well. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really good. That if we had the same eleven that we had for the second half in the Arsenal game and played in the same way, we'll, we could comfortably beat them. I don't know if Jonas can play ninety minutes yet. It's a no. lot of that psych. It's the psychology, isn't it? Because in the first half, we looked like a team that was going out there. With fully expecting to lose mm, mm. and just going through the motions, and then somehow there was some fight found. Yeah. So if that can be, uh, you know, bottled and, you know, I predict Lee Catamol will get either sent off or just show how horrible a person he is, as he seems to do every game. I see. You him really in. hate Lee Catamol. I hate don't you, Lee Catamol. Yeah. Stupid high socks. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a prick. I've okay. got a prediction. Jan Martel gets sent off. Uh, wow. wow, why? Because he's got he's a got little bit him. of that in him. And mm. I think I think he'll be he'll be like centre of defence and he'll do something a bit rash. <sighs> I think you... John Carver will assault somebody. <laughs> yeah. But... We're so we're so short in defence, aren't we? Did you see Mike Ashley is a supposedly accepted 
that were short in defence, which is yeah. nice to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose we are short in defence. He's very yeah, observant, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I suppose getting rid of like about six defenders at once without replacing them while we yeah. got the worst injury record in the league. I suppose that was kind of like a bit Full of a rash party. thing to do. Yeah. Um, but then his, his background at Sports Directive, just sell everything as cheap as possible. Yeah. Maybe his attitude to our defence. I've said this before. He he goes to all the games. You would think he'd want to watch something entertaining. Um, <laughs> so, um, what's your prediction, Fergus? I'm going to go with the same prediction that I make every week for every game, and that is one-one. <laughs> um, so, uh, there's a, we've been linked with quite a few players. John Carver's been saying that. Um, there's going to be a kitty this summer, supposedly. We're going to spend money. Well, if you look at our transfer spending, it has incrementally increased season on season. Like, if you mm. take the seasons as a whole, it's increased. And last year was our biggest spend. It was like £27 million. Well, Cabello I, wasn't cheap, was he? No, but that's not taking into account um, the net who spend we sold. And what no, no, sold this, is just, this is just spend. Yeah. And I, I, I reckon we're going to see... Well, if you look, we have to make a bunch of signings. Like four or five at as a minimum, and also we're going to get the new coach in because there's just no yeah. way it's going to be John Carver. Just no way. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Is who gets that transfer kitty? Because if it's John Carver, then you can fully expect a sort of Harry Redknapp style splurge on tap. I think it will be like, Graham Carr, whoever the manager is. Yes, yeah. I think even if it's John get Carver, the... I don't think he'll just get much say in yeah. the signings. Um, and yeah, Graham Carr. I, I speak about it quite a bit, but the. At Mike Ashley lies on Twitter. He's he's written quite a lot about the confidence he has in his prediction that there's going to be like seven or eight new players, uh, like amount spend that we haven't seen under Ashley, like fifty, sixty million. Well, there were seven or eight new players last summer, and it, but to spend fifty, sixty million, I would suggest with the squad that we've got at the moment, just to achieve what is clearly our general target, which is tenth. We'd have to do that. Well, you say that, but then you look at the you look at the players that have the biggest impact on our on our team. Mm. So Kabai, like five million, six million, yeah. not very expensive. So, in the so, so two things. and a half. Demba Bar was free, but um, it is a thing where the 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 market has caught up with us. We were a bit ahead of the game four or five years ago, yeah, and we were tapping into a, an untapped market in France. There's sort of like yeah, yeah, not yeah. players that would go to top four clubs, but players who were yeah. cheap, and that and it seems like the market has caught up with that. Well, we had a very good run, yeah, and I think I don't, they I don't, sort of assumed sorry. that could continue. I think it can though, because I mean Cabela's Cabela, I think Cabela's a, a really good player. We've been linked with a, a young fullback called Andreas Beck, and the the reported fee is like two and a half million. But there's yeah. lots of teams interested in him because he's he's got. Stacks of potential. Uh, Andre Ayew, yeah. he's another one that we'll, we'll probably be able to get for a knockdown price. So I do think we'll spend a lot of money, but I think we'll spend a lot of money and get quite a few players in. I don't think that I don't think necessarily that fifty million isn't going to be enough because we can get Sissoko for two and a half million. I think what we do need this time is to have good plan Bs in place because yeah. too often now we go for players 
where the other teams linked are sort of Dortmund, Bayern, AC Milan, well, not AC Milan, but... Spurs, you know what I mean? Then we're surprised when they don't come to it. Like, Aubameyang, when we were after him. It was like, oh, we've not got him. We've... uh, We've not really got any ideas for who else we could sign. And we were in for Lacazette, and look yeah. what look what Obama young Obama. Well, he's top scorer in yeah. Is it all European leagues now, Lacazette? Oh, I, I don't know. If it's, it might not be that much. I'm Some... assuming uh, assuming that we do um, make a few buys. I would suggest that the most important transfer would be, will be a, a half decent coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But we really need a, a top good yeah. coach for us to do anything other than what we do at the moment, which is survive. I don't trust Steve Stone and Dave Watson, not you, the other Dave (laughs) Watson, to get get anything out of our players. And Carver as well. But they're all on long contracts. It's hard to say. I find it hard to judge someone like Steve Stone or whatever because you just don't know what they're doing. But the evidence suggests... suggests. I mean, you look at look at the goals that we scored on the weekend and that's that's coaching because they weren't alive at the at the dead ball situations. Mm. They weren't alive to the, the threats. Everybody knows Giroud's a threat. Everybody knows pick up the man, be touch tight, yada, yada, yada. Everybody knows this yeah. and yet they're not doing it. If they're not doing it, it's because the coaches aren't haven't drilled it into them and given that those can two- you coach Mike Williamson though <laughs> is <laughs> well, that coachable I would have thought we need to buy if we are going to spend yeah. 50 60 million yeah. then we need to buy a couple of proven defenders yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and a striker yeah yeah those at least one priority an out and out goal scorer and a tough center back an out uh, you know and obviously a, a proven striker is expensive but like somebody would, to come yeah. good. In an ideal world, who would you like? Um, oh, I don't know. Alan Shearer, circa <laughs> 96. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're being conservative. I think we need three centre-halves. Oh, we I need... We've need, we need, we got we need plenty, like but I'm talking about the, the priority mm. choices. Because yeah. we, we've got quite a few, like... We've got LaSalle coming creative in as well. players. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think we need so. to um, follow Everton's lead and sign proven players on a loan basis because that seems to be the way that things work now like that we could just get I don't know a player like Kolarov or something who doesn't play at Man City loan mm. him to Newcastle we'll get a couple of seasons out of him and then we uh, just won't, I can't I'm, see us um, paying high wages for also, anyone I've, I've got to disagree I think that anytime you sign a player on a loan um, there's in the same way Sissoko's got an eye on his door the, the, the player that you've got that's on loan, if you start wallowing in mid-table and he knows his club's playing in the Champions League, he's, he's not really going to be that bothered about putting in the effort to get Newcastle from 12th to 11th by getting an away draw at West Brom or something. The example yeah, I'm but looking at... Yeah, there's a young guy, he might be bothered about proving that he yeah. can do it in the Premier League. Gareth Barry is the example for Everton. Yeah. He went to Everton, proved himself... Like that team sort of gelled around. Do you remember him. when we had uh, Giuseppe Rossi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. we got the best yeah. out of him, didn't we? I couldn't believe it. he's a really good. Yeah, he's a great player. You could tell he was a good player, but Rhoda just didn't fancy him. Okay, um, I think we could sort of go on and on. But well, I didn't get nice my prediction in either for go Sunderland. On. I'm going to say one nil us. One nil us. Good. I hope you're right, Paul. Well, I hope Ross is right. Three one sounds like a more exciting game, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's all should we all watch it together in the pub? 
Do you? Do, yeah. I mean, I've, I know I'm putting myself out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll work on that. Um, but um, when, there's going to be no podcast next week. Um, we were all happy to do one of our specials, but no one else is doing a podcast in this great dome. Fickle fans, that's yeah, what they yeah. are. Oh, shit. There was something I was meant to read out at the top. I'll read it now. Okay, here we go. This is something I'm going to read at the top. No, this is something I was meant to read at the top. It's worth listening to. Don't turn... Uh, don't take your headphones out just yet. Do you remember the football pools? Well, sign up and play the football pools and get four games absolutely free. So go to bit.ly forward slash United Pools and you can do that. The, pool, the football pool pools needn't just be for my nana. They're <laughs> <laughs> uh, still going. You can do it on the internet. And also download our app. Um, uh, just, just, go, uh, just look up Newcastle Natter on, in the app store. And a uh, little tip for you, it's probably the quickest way of getting the podcast. It seems to come on the app first. Yeah. Um, so do that. And please um, rate us. Uh, on iTunes and, and all of that and tell your friends because, you know, we have egos! And <laughs> um, follow us on at Newcastle Natter and send us questions and all of that. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Paul Doolan. Thank you. Dave Watson. Cheers. And Ross Smith. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Podcast Network.